0: Is protein worth I? Find out in this episode. Hey guys, I'm Mike and I'm Twain and we are going to be exploring fitness primarily focusing on the over 40s and their journey back to a healthy version of themselves. If that sounds like right. you, stick around and we as we chat about how important protein is to people over the age of 40. So Twain, I think that's the first thing is how important is is protein really for those that are over 40? Or is it in fact maybe even more important?
1: Well, I think the concept of protein in this case is that it's vital to our bodies. It's one of the most essential macronutrients to the body because virtually everything in our body needs to be replaced. Okay, different cells in our body needs to be replaced and you need protein in order to do that. So protein is that building block. Now, what happens after 40? For most people in the modern world, I would reckon that your body's health state is probably not the best. Age has probably caught up with you. And what age essentially is, what age essentially is, is just your body showing signs of wear and tear. That just means your body's ability to rebuild itself has slowed down to the point where, you know, it's starting to be challenged quite a bit. So, by that logic, after 40, around that age where you actually start to feel all these effects, uh, protein actually becomes that much more important. Yeah. So, I believe the protein requirement, I could be wrong on this, but I think the protein requirement. Um, for every decade after thirty, it's like two or five percent more, something like that. Oh. So and the older you get, you actually need require a bit more protein to get the same job done. Of course, protein is just one of the factors, right? It's like it's like yeah, I can buy all the materials to build a house, but of course you need to have the workers to build the house. You need the plot of land to build the house and all that sort of. You know, it's just a very direct analogy to it. But protein is just one of the factors. Um, and that's, But that's the focus of what we're talking about today, right?
0: That's right, that's right. It's an interesting point you brought up there that as we age, we need more protein because I don't know, my layman's thinking, I was always under the assumption, you know, because you have the, the people that always say having too much protein is a bad thing, you know? And then as you mm-hmm. age, your body doesn't digest as well as what it did when you were younger. So putting those two and two together I always came to the assumption that as you age, maybe you should take a little bit less protein. So it's interesting to hear that you say you should take more.
1: Yeah, I mean, technically, if the body doesn't digest as much, you will need more because your body's absorbing less. That's right. So if that was the argument, then that is kind of invalid already, right? So... So in light of that,
0: how do we actually then work out how much we need, how much protein we need to take in? For protein,
1: there are so many kind of formulas that go around. um, And I think recent research has been quite, you know, uh, revelatory in the exact amounts that we need. And it's not as high as we used to think, because I'm pretty sure many of you who have grown up lifting weights, you know, when you were 20, when you were 30, you, you always hear all the bodybuilding magazines tell you, hey, one, one gram per pound, you know, 1.5 grams per pound. And you hear about bodybuilders that are like, Mr. Olympia levels taking 400 grams of protein a day. Wow. I mean, God, God knows I used to do that. Like believe it or not, I used to do that as well. Um, but of course, when you're young, you're dumb, you, you just follow whatever looks the best, right? And then you don't know the research. And the research recently has shown, that I think it's uh, 0.88 grams per pound. It's kind of like the upper limit in which uh, muscle protein synthesis is maximized. And I think uh, just as a quick aside here, it's important to understand the concept of how does your body kind of go about building muscle. It is not a linear process by which I train and then my body gets a signal and it builds muscle. It doesn't work like this. In the body, uh, it's a bit more complicated. There's always this thing called protein synthesis going on. We call this fractional protein synthesis and then fractional breakdown rate. And there are these two components. So one is the rate at which protein is being, you know, rebuilt up in the body. And there's the rate at which protein is broken down in the body. Because as your cells die, certain cells die, they have to be broken down and then they are replaced and rebuilt up. So these two things are happening all the time. And so they are both at a certain level. And... The key here is that over time, you want your uh, muscle protein synthesis to always be higher than the breakdown rate. And that is how over time, there's a net gain of muscle, okay? Which is why in terms of muscle building, the process is slow, okay? And it happens over a period of time. It's not as simple as fat loss because fat loss is simply mobilization of fat stores. It means in your fat cells, you have fat and it's called upon to come out of the fat cells to be used. So that's essentially fat. Fat mobilization it's pretty simple and that explains why if you want to lose weight you can actually lose with like quite a fair if you want to lose fat sorry you can actually lose it quite quickly and quite fast uh without any detriment to the body so the rates at which you can lose fat you know in terms of weight can be like let's say if you're 100 kilo person you could lose like a kilo you know that would be okay a a, a week sorry a kilo a week i gotta i think i have to <laughs> contextualize that yeah but if you're a guy that's trying to gain muscle, you would have to put on, let's say in terms of weight, you actually have to put on maybe maximum about 0.5 kilos a week, of which that 0.5 might not even be completely muscle. Some of it will be fat as well. There's this other thing called a P ratio, which I'm not going to go into today. But so so gaining muscle is tough. <laughs> First and foremost, gaining muscle is tough. So protein is just the building block. And in order to continue, continue building muscle, we actually need to optimize the environment in which muscle can be built because your body does not prioritize muscle as an important thing to build at all. You know, it's a luxury item. It's a luxury good. And if there's enough left in the budget after, then maybe we can purchase some. Because your body's priority is i want to repair the brain i want to repair the heart i want to repair the viscera i want to repair my immune system I want to repair all these other more important life functioning cells you know because your body can survive pretty harsh conditions i think as many of those like war, war stories and uh, people lost in the jungle and you know those kind of stories where people survive extreme hardships can you know come to light your body can survive a lot of these things but it does so by prioritizing the correct things and as such, muscle is really not one of the top things. And when I say muscle, I guess what I'm referring to, and we all referring to for clarity is skeletal muscle. So it's the, of course, the looking jacked. It's all this muscle that we want to visually see ourselves, you know, uh, put on. Yeah.
0: Right. So you were saying that, that, if we just bring it back to the point, is that about 0.8? 0. 8... 0. 0.88. Yeah. 0. So
1: let's say, let's say if you, let's just use, Let's just use 200 pounds, yeah? So 200 okay. pounds, you're a 200-pound person. You just take 200 times 0.88. So I'm going to throw out my calculator right now and figure out what that amount is Uh, times 200. So that's about 176 grams of protein. Like, you can top out at that, and you'll be okay. And But there's a caveat here too as well. Uh, These rates or these amounts are actually kind of recommended based upon the assumption that the protein that you're getting in is high quality protein. Well, what's, what's high quality protein? Uh, it's protein that has a very complete amino acid profile, okay? Because there are a lot of different amino acids, different types of proteins, because they all do different functions, but there are some that are a bit more specific to muscle protein synthesis. And those are like your BCAAs. But there's also this class called EAAs, which are essential amino acids that your body cannot produce. So you want to get those from other sources that have these proteins and what the best sources well they are very rich in in meat uh dairy eggs these are the the main ones anything that's like animal protein will have all these uh complete profiles very readily adequate then then there's also the argument of plant versus animal protein right because i know that that's probably the next question people will ask yeah and plant protein is less complete and is less inefficient why because plants are not really meant as a protein source okay Putting aside all ethical debates and all let we just look at the facts only plants the makeup of the nutrient profile of it does not have protein as a very large a piece of that because plants are very good at providing lots of micronutrients phytonutrients as well as maybe, you know starchiness some carbs as well if they are starchy plants but That is what their purpose is for, mostly to buffer in our fiber, mostly to buffer our micronutrients, not as a protein source. Could they be a protein source if you choose to be vegetarian? Yes, but that would mean that you need to be a bit more mindful about how much you're taking in because it comes with all the extra carbs and fats, some fats as well, especially if you're taking like legumes and stuff, right? Yeah, so yeah, an inefficient source of protein, but some of the plant sources are still complete. I think, and people will probably want to know which one, which. So one of the most common ones is soy. And soy is a great protein source. Like that's a fantastic protein source. I think pea, hemp is also good in, in that it has a, the whole complete amino acid profile. Just not in the values that you would get from a proportional amount of meat. <laughs> yeah. So that is really the only argument. It's not that one is better than the other. It's just like you're just using the wrong tool for the job you know it's like if you have a nail and you're trying to use a screwdriver to hammer in the nail it's like dude if you have a hammer just use the hammer unless you have this ethical issue with using hammers because hammers were made by child labor over in africa or something and then maybe yeah and you it's know, a very violent was, act to to hit yeah, the nail not, in yeah <laughs> always violence violence against nails you uh, know yes, I, you have to hammer the nail in right <laughs> <laughs> well that's kind of that's kind of the the, the concept there you know, it's not, it's not better or worse. It's just way more efficient, which in my eyes, that makes it better because I don't have to eat as much then.
0: Okay, so so it comes to the case of it's up to you to decide which ones you want to go for but try yeah. to choose good, clean uh, protein sources and those
1: with the
0: higher amino acid profile will benefit you better in the long run. Yeah,
1: I, I, wouldn't, to- I wouldn't I wouldn't, really describe it as clean because, because I think that that itself is another concept to talk about, but I don't think it's clean or anything. It's just, if you want to get a complete amino acid profile, your first choices, assuming you have no ethical qualms, is just get it from me, get it from dairy, get it from eggs, and you are, you are settled. Like you will be settled. And then if you calculate how much protein you need, the max that you would need, if you're getting all of it from these sources, the max that you would need is about 100. If you're a 200 pound guy, you'll be, it will be about 170 grams approximately. Okay. You know, and so then
0: I think we also just need to, to clarify here is that when we talk about this 170 grams, we're talking about the macros, right? We're not talking about the weight of the, the oh, steak. Yes, yes. Yeah, Sorry. I think that's an important part it, to, to keep in right. mind. So 170 gram steak is not going to give you 170 grams grams worth of protein yes. yeah <laughs> okay so that's one part all right so we looked at the the types of protein that we could also look what about the uh, timing of protein does that make a difference
1: or is that only when you get to the elite level no 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 timing of protein does make a difference um, it's just that at the elite level it becomes a bit more uh, pedantic right like we have to be a bit more particular about it when you are more advanced but even as an intro, as a beginner, what is the timing issue about? Well, it's it's just about frequency. And protein is one of, one of those things you want fairly consistent feedings at fairly even intervals. For the average person, if you're really just starting out, you probably could get away with doing one protein feeding a day. But if you needed to get like 170 grams of protein in one, <laughs> one a day, one day will probably blow out your gut. Let's be honest because your, your your stomach needs time to learn how to adjust to this kind of levels of food and intake as well. Yeah. So one a day you probably could get away with it. It's probably going to be severely not optimized. Maybe you want to try, start to look towards like more frequent feedings. And there will be like maybe three times a day. Three times a day is perfect. For most people, three times a day is kind of like the sweet spot. Even four times a day um, where if you include, you know, small protein snacks, it could be a protein shake, could be beetroot it could be whatever it is um, but you could you know have it frequently throughout the day and the reason why we need a level of frequency to protein is because protein in and of itself cannot be stored in the body okay not directly as protein okay so protein the first and foremost like i say, it's it's building material it's raw material and its primary use is as you know raw material to rebuild the cells and let's say you have an excess of protein okay in that particular instance that snapshot of time in that time period, you have an excess of protein. What happens is then, if your body does not have this requirement to shuttle that protein to the place that requires repair, then what it's going to do is it's going to try to break that down into energy, okay, into some sort of glycogen. Yeah. So it's going to break it down into glycogen because basically, If you want to talk about the actual chemistry of it, protein is like metabolized into its amino acids and ammonia. And then the leftover carbon compounds for it is then converted into glucose. Yeah. And then that is being used by your cells. If your cells have enough glucose, then maybe the excess glucose might be converted into fat and stored but but you can see how protein has to go through so many pathways to eventually be stored so actually you could eat a fair excess of protein and not really get get as fat because there's this other thing to protein as well called the thermic effect okay and the thermic effect is that when you eat this amount of food you might be 100 calories of the food but a portion of that is actually used up in the breaking down process when it comes to carbs and fats that amount that is used up is like 4 to 8%. So if you oh. eat 100, 100 calories of carbs and 100 calories of fats, you're, you're still yielding about 90 plus calories from that. So it's quite a high amount of energy. You're, that means you're taking in, you're absorbing this amount. But for protein, it's 30%. So that means that if you're taking 100 calories of protein, 30 calories of that is utilized in the breaking down process. And you're only going to yield 70 calories. So you, so technically, if you had 1,000 calories of protein versus 1,000 calories of carbs and fats, you're actually taking in more, you're retaining more calories from the carbs and fats than you are from the protein, which is why we always recommend protein, you know. Right, because it also gives you the satiating effect, right? And it also gives you the satiating effect. Yeah, there's just so many cool things yeah. with protein. There's just so many good things. And that's why we focus on it a lot.
0: I think for, for me as well, it's one of the things that I, I, when it comes to timing of protein, why I have to spread mine throughout the day is because I have tried the, the eating once a day. I've tried the eating twice a day. But when you're consuming such a large amount of food for a couple of hours thereafter, you know, the lethargic f- <laughs> kicks in as I go along and it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, become pretty exactly. useless
1: during out the, during the day. <laughs> So oh, man, all, all these all these other topics we could talk about, like postprandial prandial uh, solemn. That's called that's called like the you know the, your what do you call it, carb crashing or post yeah. meal crash. There's the, the technical term for it postprandial post-prandial which is basically just um telling you you ate too much, all the blood's going. Into the into the gut to kind of shuttle the nutrients away as quickly as possible. But yeah, so those are other other things we can talk about as well. But I would say for protein, uh, with regards to the timing issue, it goes back to what I talked about with fractional buildup uh, build-up and fractional breakdown, right? Yep. If if you provide all the material only at one point, at some point in that unit time period, a lot of it's going to be excess. And thus not all of it will be fully utilized. You know, think about it this way: you're you're building the house. And every day you need your workers need a certain amount of material because they can build the house at a certain rate. Okay, they can only build a house at a certain rate. Mm-hmm. And you can give them more material, but they cannot use up all the material. So right. what do you do? Maybe they return the extra because there's no place to store it at the renovation site, right? They can't, I can't store it here. All this material get damaged. So just give me enough. And that's kind of the process by which you want to optimize it. So there are going to be periods of time, otherwise, where your muscle protein build up it's actually not optimized if you only eat protein once once in a day and what you want to do is you want to keep it consistent for the average person starting out really two to three meals that's about it making sure you hit the daily protein amount that's good enough for most people and then when you get into the more elite levels yes we might start to talk about stuff like when you time it what are the quantities you know uh, and what sources of protein also become a bit more specific as well?
0: So if we had to give a summation of all of that, you see if it's correct or not, it's that one is uh, protein is actually more and more important as as we get on in age. So yep. it's something we need to to prioritize. The second part is that uh, it's recommended to get about 0.88 grams per kilo, yep. right? When you're looking at your macros of, of setting up your protein intake. And then yep. it's it's advisable to get it mostly uh, from meat, if, if you know you're that way inclined or if you are a vegetarian to get a look from a good veggie sources where you can make sure that soy you ma- yeah so, soy. Soy would be also yeah. the, uh, the easiest to get
1: it from yeah. okay and protein and, and powders as well
0: right. protein powders and then we are to spread it out throughout the day about yep. three three to four meals a day would probably be the best if possible yeah i think that sounds about what we've we've covered today
1: yep there's honestly so much more to talk about but i think we're already done with
0: I, I, yeah we have actually we've just managed to sneak in on time this time so we'll see how it goes so i think we'll call it a quick today, and uh let's take this information from here and and apply it and we'll see how it goes thanks so much again awesome. we'll Thank see you, you again smile. in the next
1: one okay all right ciao, ciao.